City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Blue skies in Adelaide. Bonds and Gibber down here at Harbour Town. A glorious day. Great to have you with us. And you can be part of the show as well. Text in 0427 154 or give us a call 1300 736 736. But Bryce, we've got a very special guest on the line now thanks to Toolkit Depot. Down there at Seaford Meadows, they've got a massive car park sale. It's on today. Uh, start at 8 o'clock, go through to 4. So get down to our good friends at Toolkit Depot down there at Seaford Meadows. But joining us now is um, Sandville Pathways Manager Heath Uni. Welcome to Saturdays in SA, Heath. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Just want to ask you a little bit about your role and uh, now you're back at the Sandville, back in Adelaide. Uh, how are you enjoying it? Yeah, look, at uh, firstly, I'm really grateful for the SANFL give me an opportunity to come back and uh, and join their wonderful team in the Talent Pathways, led by Brenton Phillips and Tony Bamford. Um, look, what I will say, guys, it's a little bit different to being in the uh, the cut and thrust of AFL footy. So uh, a little bit of life back, a little bit more balance, but uh, really enjoying the role at the moment. Thanks for coming on, Unit. Um, so obviously we're getting close to the draft and, players uh, in their 18th uh, year it seems that they've got a lot on their plate uh, in, mm. in the current day so so can you run us through what uh, a player in their in their 18th year some of the programs especially the guys that uh, with with a lot of talent they're, they're in and out of different programs with it's through yeah. the state working with their clubs some some national academy stuff can you just uh, give the listeners a bit of an overview of what a, a a year calendar looks like for some of these really talented players yeah, look, uh, first and foremost, one of the, the things that probably grabbed my attention when I first walked back in to this sort of role was the amount of pressure these 18-year-old kids are under in their in their draft year. In fact, some of them uh, will find being in the AFL system uh, less pressure, uh, which which is crazy in itself. I, obviously, when I played, the social media wasn't as evident and, and prominent and um, the amount of uh, you know, amount of papers and amount of media people talking about footy was was uh, was less. So these guys have got so much pressure on them at the moment. And to talk about their calendar year, you know, we talk about a guy like a you know a Jack Delina or a Kay McAuliffe, uh, Ash Moyer. They um, you know they would have started off their 18th year being selected in the National Academy, uh, which is obviously run by the AFL, which is led by Tark and Lockyer, so there's information coming from them. They've got their clubs, you know, Jack Deleen, for example, trained with the seniors, trained with the under-18, so there's two different two different things coming from them and then, you know, us at the state program. So they've got four different programs we're trying to manage them through and part of my role and the state program's role is to try to just provide some clarity for them um, and, and see if we can give them the best chance to perform, ultimately at national level, when they play in the Nationals and then get them prepared for the AFL draft. But, yeah, we're, not, we're listening to myself talk about it. There's so many things going on for these young players. And, and for some, there's another stakeholder, and that's college. Um, so, you know, you, at any given time, you've got five people trying to provide them information. And then outside of that, you've got, as you know, Bryce, you've got external external people, whether it's managers, whether it's parents, whether it's friends. So we're just trying to cut down the limit, the amount of voices, and get everyone on the same page, and um, 
and give them as much clarity as we can to be able to go out and just play footy on a weekend. So, so how important is it to to communicate with with all parties and and making sure everyone's on the same page, right? Because it's yeah. it's trying to to come to a, you know, some decisions and what programs these mm. kids are, are doing and what they need to work on to best give them give themselves the best chance to get drafted. That must be extremely challenging to you know you've got three or four parties mm. having maybe different mm. opinions. It's uh, it'd be yeah. pretty tricky to, to try and you know ha- making sure the communication's spot on that everyone's on the same page. <clears throat> yeah, oh, mate, exactly. And the thing what I've found is collaboration's key. We get everyone in the same room and try to try to get the best outcome and ultimately in the end you just got to put the player at the front of mind and what's best for the player and off the back of that Bryce we've spoken briefly I was down at your club during the week we've launched a new program and a new academy and we led by Tony Bamford in that what we've what we've noticed is that to help with some of this is we're going to launch a, an academy that starts in November and we'll bring select we've selected what we think the best 32 players for next year um, draft and, and beyond and put them into a 10-week, 11-week program run by the state uh, coaches and, and hopefully just take them or, or provide one less challenge for them in the amount of voices. And what we've done in the last week is go to clubs and spend time with each of the sample clubs to get to know their athletes and collaborate on what we think is going to be uh, going to be a, a really, really strong program and expose them to... Um, hopefully one voice or, or limit the amount of voices they get for a 10-week period. Heath, I want to ask you about the communicate. You mentioned you mentioned getting all parties on board, but I would have thought it would be pretty important to have the family, the parents of a young kid uh, involved in all these decisions and what they're doing. How closely mm. do you communicate with the families? Yeah, it's a really good question. I remember when I was uh, yeah, part of a pathway program, Bryce might have, had the same is that the coaches, once you got your 18th, 17th, 18th year, the coaches said to the parents, they're now under our sort of guidance, step back, stand away. I don't want to hear anything from the parents. And I think that's changed now in the current landscape. And we've got to bring, as you said, bring parents on board. So we'll we'll give them opportunities to call. We'll have, yeah, we just had a Zoom with all the parents last week to give them information and try to bring them on that journey. Uh, once again, if... For some parents, they're really, really, uh, they really got, got great knowledge around the pathway process. For some, they're naive and they don't know. Um, so we've got to bring them on that journey and give them, give them the experience and probably an understanding of what what the AFL industry is like, without them just trying to have to guess. And so, yeah, we'll try to bring everyone uh, in the tent. I call it so: managers, players, parents, clubs. Um, and if we can do that, I think we've got the best chance to give the player the best opportunity to, to play at the highest level they can. Uh, so, and just a word on maybe the, the group as a whole this year, uh, without going into too many individuals, obviously it's going to be a nervous yep. time in, in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks <laughs> leading into the draft. Uh, how have you seen this crop? And, and hopefully all of them get drafted, but if, yeah. uh, if they don't, um, some of them hopefully can step straight into the senior program at uh, their, their Sandville clubs. Yeah, look, we would have uh, we would have loved to perform a little bit better at uh, national championships. We won one game out of four, so we always want to try to put ourselves uh, in a position to win every game. Um, there was some there's some great standout performances, and some jumped out of uh, nowhere. And and there's some that would have loved to been able to play a little bit better. And that's that, that's the challenge. And you said at the top, 
sacrifice the pressure they're under. They've got four games to perform at national level. And for some, they didn't. For some, they didn't. And I think the group as a whole, we, we probably, uh, previous years, we might have a little bit more depth this year. And interestingly enough, when you go back through it, these guys, there was a period of time, these guys through their 16th, 17th year, uh, they all through COVID period. So there's a, there was a, there was some uh, challenges with their development through those crucial parts of the year. Um, we hopefully now we'll get we've got through that, and um, as we move forward, our, our our challenge is to continually try to provide the best environment for these players to play the best footy. And and probably further to that, Bryce, you hit it on the head for the guys who don't get drafted. And, um, yeah, it's a disappointing period of their time, obviously, but it's only one small step, and the pathways now are so much greater than ever before. And these kids are lucky compared to some Victorians, they get to come back and play league footy or in a league football environment. Uh, us and WA are probably the two that allow that. So the kids who don't get drafted, we'll be trying to work closely with them to make sure that they uh, they may be disappointed, but it's not the end of their pathway. Heath, you said uh, about this new squad that you're picking, 32 players. Yep. Throughout, throughout the year, is there someone that might... Like the, I know the kids are watched from under 16s and maybe under 15s yeah. th- right through, but is there an occasion where someone just jumps out of the box? They're having an amazing under 18s, or they're all of a sudden they're playing league footy at sample level, and they yeah. is is it rare to for that to happen, or is it, or is uh, that quite common? You might get one or two players, three players that will come from nowhere into the elite level. Yeah, it's a really good point. We we only had this conversation with the 32 guys we selected, and they're they're fortunate. They're in a fortunate position to be able to train all together for the 10 week period. But there's no guarantees those 32 will then be in our state state squad come May. Um, so there'll be there'll be one or two that'll jump out that aren't in this current 32 squad. And probably we knew about uh, Taylor Goad last year, but he wasn't in the original hub, and you know he's now at, what, 207 centimetres and can run sub 2-3, he's now put himself in a really a really strong position to be drafted come late November. So there's always going to be one or two, and we, we stress that to the guys that don't get picked and also stress to the guys who, who are currently in the squad. But there'll be someone that will just play really strong footy um, through the first part of the year that we just demand to pick them in the, in the state team program. So... Yep, for those guys who, who don't get selected, um, there's always, as I said, there's always another pathway for them to get, get noticed and hopefully get drafted. Well, thanks for your time this morning, Unit. Uh, how are you uh, spending this glorious Saturday afternoon? Well, uh, I've just got up. I've been away, Bryce, and I've just got up and noticed I've just got a new dog, so I've had to clean that mess up. And, uh, and now I'm about to moan a bit. I'm about to mow my lawns and cut my hedges. So on this glorious day, uh, no one cuts them for you when you go away, mate. So that's what I'm uh, spending this morning. And then I'll sit down and have a nice cup of coffee and uh, maybe maybe turn the TV on and watch the Cox Plate a bit later on this afternoon. Heath, great to have you with us. Um, <laughs> congratulations on your old back at the sample and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you very soon. Thanks, Heath. Good on you. Enjoy the show, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Heath Uni there, the Sample Pathways coach, uh, player development, uh, just giving you a little bit of an insight to these young players who are t- about to take the next step to the AFL. It's a good chat, wasn't it? Uh, he's a ripper, and the Sample are 
it's a great get to have him back working with the, the junior pathways. I mean, I, I had a little bit to do with him at the Adelaide Crows when he was head of development there and uh, one of the, the great footy minds and for someone to have such good balance from a when he was in the AFL system to have relationships with the, the senior players and, and help them through their journey, but then to, to flip his young developing hat on and, and help the, the first to three-year players. I've seen no one do a more better job than, than Heath Uni. So it's uh, it's a great get for the sample to have him back involved in their programs. Fantastic world under the sample. And uh, once again, great to have a chat to Heath. Uh, we are down here at Harbour Town. Glorious day. Come down and say hello to us. Uh, we're here till 10.30 and we're here thanks to our good friends at Solitaire Automotive. And you can come and have a look at this beautiful Cupra that's sitting behind us as well. Back after this.